Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. The start of 2022 and an absolute, um, I, I want to say, I want to say I think I might have peaked a little bit early, but I don't want to add any additional pressure to uh, to the person I'm talking to today. So the person I'm talking to today, I met um, whilst working uh, on, a, on a deployment and I have to say, opened my eyes to uh, a whole host of, uh, of different things. It was an absolute pleasure to work with him and an even greater pleasure to have the opportunity to chat with him today. So, Mr. Kevin Robinson, how the devil are you? Hello, Lee. I'm really good. Thank you very much. Cracking introduction. And I have to equally say it was a pleasure to work with you, sir. I learned quite a few things from your good self. So, you know, oh, it's a two-way street. That's not what that's not what you said before we started recording, Kev. But I'm only kidding. So that's how much you're paying me. Yeah, dead right. Yeah, dead right. Dead right. So for those people who don't know who Kev is, who is Kevin Robinson? And how has he got to that seat that he's in today? Oh well that 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 that's a really good question. Who am I? And I suppose it's a question I still ask myself now and again in terms of who am I and what do I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. Um, but how did I get to where I am today? That, that's the easy part, and we can answer that quickly for the for the listeners. Uh, uh, I'm an apprentice trained engineer. I started out leaving school at 16, got an apprenticeship at that time with British Steel Corporation, electrical engineering apprenticeship. Uh, really enjoyed that. I love loved doing the apprenticeship route. Um, learned so much about the skills that I had and also about the workplace that I was in and, and being around people and how to, how to work with people in that sort of environment as a, as a young guy. Um, several years in from the apprenticeship, I left the steel industry. It was in a declining um, period of its existence in, in this country at that time. I think while I was there, we went from 11,000 people down to about 4,000 people wow. in the industry section I was in. But I left. I uh, wanted to make a career for myself, didn't feel that the steel industry would do that in the condition it was in. So I joined a, uh, one of the major brewing companies that was in the UK at the time, down in South Wales, uh, on the engineering team. Uh, a few years in the brewing industry and and then took a move into automotive. I used to work for Robert Bosch, making alternators in a plant down in Cardiff. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I learned that Toyota were coming to the UK. Now, for those that know me, uh, they'll know that I'm a self-confessed petrol head. I've always had a passion for cars. So the idea of working for an automotive manufacturer was very appealing. So I joined Toyota as, a, as an engineer. And uh, I spent 30 years with Toyota working myself up the, up the ranks uh, through management um, and finally into general management before I took sort of semi-retirement in 2019. Wow. And it's time to, to lay up the Toyota boots and go do something different instead. 
Yeah. Wow. 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 So what? What a journey. So uh, my first question is: um, when you went to Toyota, what did Toyota see? So thirty years you were there, but what do you think Toyota saw in you to keep progressing you through the ranks? What What was that? Uh, so it's nothing about me. That's the way Toyota is. Toyota is a a company that's um, ethos is all about developing people, and. And there's two two sides to that. It's about they will give you as much development as you want, and it's up to you to take as much development as you want as well. Yeah. Uh, but their whole existence and the whole way of working in Toyota is develop the people in the organization to be the best that they can ever be. Yeah. And then you'll have the best organization you can ever have. Wow. wow. And, uh, have you, had you always been driven and wanted to improve? Uh yeah, I suppose I have because when I was an apprentice, you know, I still did sort of, uh, I did day release as an apprentice. When I finished all the sort of qualifications that went in hand with the apprenticeship, I then decided to do other things. Yeah. Uh, so I did, I did a management diploma. Uh, to be fair, I did all the electrical training. That was it. That's all I needed to do. But then I went back and did all the mechanical training as well. And this wow. is on top of doing the day job. Yeah. And then I went on to do leadership management training and things that I was starting to get interested in as I sort of matured in years and matured in the roles that I was doing in the industry. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always pushed myself yeah. uh, to, to, to learn and develop. And, um, yeah, I still do, to be fairly. I think every day is a school day. We uh, Many people say that, uh, clearly. I, I hear that many times, but, but I do do look for opportunities to learn in everything yeah yeah no that's apparent and that was that was blatantly apparent when I was working um with you as well I, I guess after spending 30 years at Toyota what in fact the question I'm going to ask you is at the point when you were leaving the steel industry and the steel industry was going down um what piece of advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now that that version of Kevin Robinson the one that, that was just about to leave the steel industry, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, that's a really good question, Mr. Horn. Thanks. Um, well, there's two ways to look at it. I mean, the first piece of advice is, yeah, go for it. Yeah. You know, what's the worst thing that can ever happen? Yeah. And then as long as you've got a plan B, you know, or you're prepared to take a plan B or do something, uh, that's really good. I often think, though, I do look back in my career and think, instead of going to join the brewing industry, which is what I did, and I think that was more of a financially driven thing, not because there was more money, but by this time I'd got a house and I've got some responsibilities, so you need that level of income. I just often wonder, what, what, what should I have gone to university at that time? Armed with the apprenticeship and the school of life, then going and doing the academic stuff. I don't know, you know, where would I be now? Yeah. Would I be the, would I be in the same place or would I not? You know, these are the unanswered questions. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just go for it. If there's something you want to do, just go for it. Yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. And um, and after thir- I guess actually, thirty years in Toyota, um, the the latter part of that as GM. What's your definition of leadership? Gosh, you're on with awkward questions today. Good question. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. So it's, 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 it's prompted by what you've said before as well. Um, because 
it's just where it's just where my mind where my mind goes, and I think, yeah, what is what is what has what has Toyota learned or taught you about leadership? What what I my my view on leadership is leadership is is all leadership is that's it. It's all come it all comes back to good leadership. You know, if you've got a if you've got a situation in a business that's not good, then there's something wrong in your leadership somewhere. Yeah. Leaders leaders will always blame people and things. Um, or some leaders, let me rephrase that. Some leaders always blame other things and other people. But the reality is look in the mirror. Yeah. You know, it, it's your job, it's the leader's job to make everything work and everything come together and get it all working really well. Yeah. So that's what you have to do. And and you know, I'm still practicing that. I'm still trying to be the great a great leader, a good leader. Yeah. So uh, when that opportunity arises. I love that. I love that as well. I agree wholeheartedly in what you're saying there. And one of the one of the things that when um when when we first met and uh, and you shared a link to a, a video interview that you'd done that you'd done previously and I picked up on two words that 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 I wanted to understand what you meant by these because uh, it was organizational teamwork uh, and I think this is a natural um part so after leadership how does a leader create or what is organizational teamwork to you Kev and and how does a leader create organizational teamwork mm. good question so I remember you asked me this some some weeks ago and you really got me thinking how, how do I really define what is organizational teamwork you know we, we can talk about the fact is to have great teamwork should be everybody's working with a common purpose or a common vision or a common goal in mind but it's where you know you've got good teamwork when people will make personal sacrifice for the benefit of the team you know, you know, you've got good teamwork when every member of the team will share their knowledge and experience with everybody else because it benefits the growth of the team and the power of the team. Yeah. And, it, and it's that sort of thing where it's not so easy to describe what great teamwork is, but it's easy to describe what bad teamwork is. Yeah. You know, when teams are dysfunctional. Yeah. It, it just happens. It just everything sort of gels. Everything comes together. And the leader's job is to create the environment and the situations that make it gel and make it come together. To recognise pockets of uh, frustration and eliminate those pockets of frustration to create better teamwork, better harmony. Yeah. You know, and provide, and provide you know, the training, the skills, the tools, the support, the coaching, the mentoring, you know, whatever words you want to wrap around it. The good leader provides all those things, and often, yeah. often though, Kev, it's a leader hasn't needed to create that level of teamwork to get to where they are. So, what I guess what what I found is that um, leaders will get promoted to a position um, and or to get a leadership position, and then and they will do what they've always done in that position, and not necessarily. Um, focus on on creating that that organisational teamwork that you just spoke about because they've never been supported um, or to to do that. It's never it's it's like you say people can always identify bad teamwork, but then how do you create good teamwork is is a lot more di- difficult. Um, how do you go about opening 
the eyes of people to to see that they that that is a a challenge or a, an opportunity for them. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> no, no, they're good questions, Lee. That's the point. They are good questions, and uh, it, you know, if they're making me think, they must make everybody else think as well. It, uh, to, to me, it's an, to me because I've been I've, I've been fortunate, right? I, I was fortunate to be in Toyota for thirty years. Toyota is very much an organisation built on trying to excel with its teamwork. Yeah, and even Toyota doesn't get it always right. There are pockets where you know you get you get a bit of frustration and things like that. I visit many many companies over the years, and many companies say, "Yeah, oh, we have great great teamwork in our business." When I look at it, I think, well, you haven't actually, you haven't really got teamwork at all. Yeah. You know, you, you're, all, you're all nice to each other. You say good morning to each other. None of you will ever point the finger at each other or, or let me put in a good words. None of you will hold each other to account. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, expect people to deliver on commitments, which is what you should be doing as a great team. So it's, for me, it's about, just when when the opportunities arise that suggest the teamwork isn't good, it's just making sure it's recognised, it's visible to everybody. Yeah. By asking whatever the appropriate question would be at that time. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Yes. And so, yeah. sometimes I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's actually even explaining to the CEO or the ex- executive team that, in my opinion, the teamwork's rubbish. You know, it's 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 being able to sit yourself down with these people that have been leading this business for such a long time in a certain way, and in a very polite but positive way, tell them the baby's ugly. Yeah. 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 And you get a lot of different reactions. Yeah. Some sometimes I've had reactions where people have gone, Yeah, you're right. We thought you'd say that. And other times I've sort of been argued out the room. And uh, and then the next day the guy comes and says, yeah, do you know what? I've thought about what we were talking about yesterday and, you know, you, you're right, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So you get different reactions and you've got to understand the people, how you pitch it in the first place. And, uh, and sometimes you just have to keep re-pitching it. Yeah. But you don't want to be that broken record. You need each pitch to land. Yeah. When you say the word teamwork, you've got clarity around that definition. And and this is one thing that's um, that 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 I saw when I, I I watched the interview that you did previously, um, and then working with you as well. You've got clarity around what teamwork means to you. But I think there's a a, a different definition that is in other people's minds and of a lead, exactly like you said right at the start around people have a perception that they've got good teamwork because they might have a secret santa they'll say good evening good morning and they'll say good night and stuff um is there is there anything of your through your career that's that made you make the shift have you always believed that that's the definition of teamwork or is it just is was there something that's happened that's gone actually no teamwork is not that it is this yeah, let me, let me let you let me take you back. Ooh, probably twenty six, maybe even thirty years now. 
But when I was a young engineer in Toyota in yeah. my early 30s, and uh, we'd, it was a startup plant. Uh, we'd been there a while. We're doing lots of things. And then people started to leave. People started to move on from to Toyota. And honestly speaking, the people that were leaving were going and joining a lot of the sort of consultancy groups that were starting up, um, doing the TPS type thing and the lean movement thing. And one of our execs at the time, Japanese advisor, he said, uh, why are they all going to join these consultants? Was the question. He came to me and asked me, Kevin, why are all these guys leaving and joining these consultants? And I said, well, because there's a massive market for the TPS know-how and these consultants are selling it and they're paying uh, big money. He said, he said, yeah, but it's only teamwork, he said to me. And, and I'm being really honest now. I didn't get that at yeah. all. I didn't get it at the time. And I thought, what do you mean it's only teamwork? It's TPS. It's gold. Yeah. It's, the, it's the magic solution that everybody wants but doesn't know how to do without this support and this help. And uh, I suppose I didn't get it for many, many years, if I'm honestly. You know, I was doing all the total production system, applying all the problem solving, the standardised work and the value stream mapping. I was doing all that sort of stuff because it was the day job. That's what we did. But it was years and years and I didn't get it. And then I think when it really, when the penny really dropped, I was actually uh, AGM in the engine plant in Deeside. And uh, I stood there one day and I was watching the production manager trying to explain something. I was watching the engineer, engineering manager and, and the two were sort of having a little bit of an argument in a nice way. Yeah. It was clear that, that it was clear to me at that session. I thought, I haven't got teamwork here. I haven't got teamwork. And then we went out of our way then to create better teamwork. And that's when all the, everything started to fall into place and things were better and, performance started to improve again and and I thought he's right you know it's just teamwork if I can as a leader if I just create teamwork knowing that I, I suppose the caveat is the people in the teams had the skills you know had the skills for the total production system and the skills of lean and the skills of problem solving and all these other things they had them in abundance yeah so that makes my job easy because if I can create the teamwork and provide the environment and the support that gets the best out of them using their skills on a day-to-day -day basis, that's it. That's the magic. Yeah. And that's when the magic started to happen. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Just, just, just on what you just said then, do, do you think people need those tools and techniques before they can have teamwork? Or can they have teamwork before utilising the tools and techniques? Is there, a, is there a right way or not a right way, or is it dependent upon? No, I don't think there's a, I don't think it's dependent on anything. I think you should always, as a leader, always try and give the teamwork as your priority. What you realise is there's the team have a, a lacking in capability in some areas, and then as a leader, it's your job to find that capability and put it into that team. Be that by seconding somebody in from another area, be that by getting some consultant, be that by providing some training or some coaching. Yeah. But that's your job as a leader to understand where your team needs its support and giving it to that team. Yeah. So, no, I'd say just concentrate on teamwork and understand what's stopping the people being an effective team and, yeah. and close those gaps. 
if there's one skill that I would say everybody should be practicing, it's problem solving. Because that's all we, that's all we'll ever face from one day to the next is how do we fix our problems? Yeah. So when you say problem solving, um, because again, um, there's 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 people there's different views of problem solving. Um, there's people who encourage like the um, the firefighting mentality and and wait for something to to set on fire before and then rewarding that behavior. What's your I guess where I'm going with this, Kev? Is just what 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 do you see as problem solving? And um, what is what's problem solving to you when you say that that's the one capability? Uh, problem solving is understanding understanding there's a gap between where you where you are now and where you're trying to be. Understand that gap, yeah. And actually fixing closing the gap, fixing the you know if it's a is it a deterioration in performance that you want to recover from, or is it actually improving the performance to another level? It's all they're all a type of problem, um, but real for me, problem solving is about really 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 finding the root cause and fixing the root cause not not yeah you can always put some uh, temporary measures in place to uh, protect you from a problem yeah um, but you need to find the root causes and put them in and, and if people are trained and skilled in doing that it's so rewarding for the people as well yeah i mean over the years as an engineer in Toyota, so I've, I've i've personally solve lots of different issues and problems on machines and equipment and processes. And I've supported other people doing the same. And the, 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 the sort of fulfillment and satisfaction as an individual doing it for yourself or as an in individual helping a team of people or an individual, another individual do that is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's great. It's great to see somebody else achieve something they didn't think they could do. Yeah, love that, love that. And I guess just a question about about you, Nick. Right. So you you left uh, Toyota a couple of years ago, um, and then you, you're now helping other other organisations and, and teams and, and businesses. Why? Um, not because I want to. You know, you said uh, you. Said, I think you. What was your opening question? Who's Kevin Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who he is yet. Really, what's he capable of? What more could he do? And and it's not just about it's it's a two 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 things for me now. I, I took a semi-retirement opportunity. You know, I stepped out of Toyota when I had an opportunity. I've semi-retired, which means I can either do nothing or do something or somewhere in between those two yeah. things. So it's about getting a, a really good work-life balance, enjoying life, and enjoying what I do. Uh, and, and uh, you know, if I can share something I know or some skills that I've got or, or something with through mentoring or coaching somebody else that gives them an opportunity to go and have a, a great career and a great life, which, I, you know, I do believe I've had or, or I do believe I'm having, yeah. um, then how good is that? Yeah, no, amazing. Lots of people gave up their time to teach me as an apprentice, you know? So I feel I'm almost obligated to pay it back. Yeah. Do you see yourself as successful, Cap? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do okay. see myself as successful. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm born on a council estate in Yorkshire and worked hard. Um, wasn't the brightest in the class. 
you know, um, but I, I knuckled down and worked hard. I was very practical, which is why I went the apprenticeship route. Um, yeah, I think my wife would say we, we were successful. We have a nice house. We have a nice life. We do nice things. Yeah. Other people more successful than me. I don't know. There's certainly people with more money than me, but I don't think money and success go hand in hand. No. Because it depends on what your measure of success is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's having enough money to be comfortable and do what you want to do. But then actually, how do you fulfill yourself as an individual, as a person? Yeah. Do you think you'll ever be able to answer the question, who is Kevin Robinson? Yeah. 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 <laughs> when? To answer that question. I don't know. I don't know. Will there ever be an answer to that question? Because Kevin Robinson learns something about himself every day. Yeah. Yeah. So if I answer that question today, tomorrow you might get a different answer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still, still on a journey. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think that, that says a lot about you when you went, when you were talking about your journey and it was about curiosity and learning throughout and, and you're still doing, you're still doing that now. What's, what, what's next for you, Kev? Again, I, I don't know the answer to that yet, Lee. It depends, you know, what, what comes up, what opportunities arise, what doors open. Um, so I know some people say to me I should write a book. And I, I struggle with that, I have to be honest. I struggle with that concept of writing a book because I don't think it's that complicated. And, that, and that's probably me not thinking about it deeply enough, but... Every time I think, you know, I see I see all these people writing these books, really thick books. And I think, how can you write a book that thick on this subject? It's easy. Yeah. You know, it's a couple of pages it might be far too much. Yeah. You so, know? but but I so I do think there is some something in that because it comes down to it, it's simple for you, or it's it's easy because you're you're ingrained in in this stuff. You've got your clarity around your definition of of certain words and and certain things. So teamwork, you've got real clarity around that definition and what makes that um, and how to create um, organisational teamwork. But I think that's a shift in other people's thinking to, there's a, the, if we just talk about the problem solving method, there is a gap between your definition and the traditional, um, I'll say traditional definition, the definition of the, that most people have about, about teamwork. They're looking at a far more superficial level than... Um, than, than you do. So yeah, let me ask you a question though, Lee. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which one's right and which one's wrong? So I don't think, I don't think any of them are, are right and wrong. I think it depends on the, the individual situation that people find themselves in. And I think, but I think what I've, what I've really enjoyed um, the, the conversations that, that we've had is you have stretched my mind for the, or opened my mind to, to, to a deeper level of understanding about teamwork, um, and I think, and I think that's what that's what you do with when you're working with businesses and teams and, and leaders and, and stuff. So I don't. It's not necessarily about right and wrong, but I think it's without without sharing it. And a book is a, a, a means of sharing. This podcast is a means of, of sharing it. It's like what Socrates says, isn't it? I can't teach anybody anything. I can only make them think. Um, yeah. And and. In you and your definition of teamwork, you make people think about it, um, and it's just whether you want to make people think in that way by by writing a book to get them to think, isn't it? Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, yeah, there's a lot, loads of opportunities, but it, but again, it just depends on whether whether that's what that what that's what you want to do. A little bit closer to home now. What are you having for your tea tonight, Kev? <laughs> do you know I've got no idea? <laughs> <laughs> just just before we started the interview, the wife left the building. Yeah, <laughs> she's gone to the shop. So. Ah, <laughs> so I got come you. back with a shopping shopping back full of goodies, and I'll uh, I'll do a quick fridge audit, and we'll have a decision on tea. Hey, no, very good. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So yeah, you'll you'll, you'll eat what you're given. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So in, in fact, actually, so so you've got the word um, teamwork. You've got clarity around that. Clarity around problem solving. Are there any other things, um, words that you believe? are really important in leadership. So problem solving is a capability that people re- require to a, a different degrees. Um, teamwork is, is something that leaders should be trying to create. I guess the reason why I'm asking the question is because is there anything else I need to ask you about? Well, uh, there's one thing that I always um, recall and again, it's a, it's a chap I used to work for that used to say this. And uh, it's something that I now say um, because it, it resonated with me at the time and it has done since. And it, and it was always the mantra, you know, uh, business from the head, not from the heart. So as a, as a leader, it's always about being very logical with your business decisions and your, 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 those things. And don't make, don't make decisions in business based on on the heart yeah it's always finding what's the logic for making this decision and what's the logic for doing it this way yeah and being clear on that yeah yeah i like that so yeah make business but from a from a, a leadership perspective you want people you want to engage people with the heart and and get them to bring that and, and care and stuff but you don't want to make any decisions with it because it's not necessarily a a factual, a fact-based decision. It's yeah, yeah. It's probably it, it, rather than being not fact-based, it's probably not logical. Yes, not a logical decision to make yeah. a decision from the heart. Yeah, and yeah. at least if you've got a logic for your decisions, people may not like your logic, but you've got a logic that's yeah. got some sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I just want to say, Kev, um, thank you very much for uh, for for joining me today. If you could summarise your journey so far in a couple of words or a sentence, how would you do that? Great uh, uh, journey so far, very rewarding. Uh, it's got me from where I was to where I am now, and I'm in a great place. Yeah, love that. I love that. I, I love the I love the the kind of the, the the Toyota in you and the Yorkshire in you or the Northern in you as well. There's a there's a, there's a little bit of a blend here. I like it. Really like well, it. Maybe that's the success piece. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. when when uh, when Toyota came, I knew I wanted to work for Toyota. Well, I said at the you know because I'm a petrol head. You know, yeah. what what better thing to do than work for an automotive manufacturer when you your passion is cars and rallying and those sorts of things um but i knew i wanted to work for toyota because my values were aligned to the values of toyota as a business yeah you know and that's 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 really when you know you're in the right place and that's why i stayed there for 30 years yeah i had lots of opportunities to leave toyota lots of people that knock on your door and offer you a 
film star wages to go and work in a different company somewhere else. But, you know, why would you leave somewhere you're really content working at? Yeah. 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 Yeah, love it. Love it. So, Kev, final, final question. Uh, if people wanted to uh, connect with you, find out more about you, where would they go? What would they do? Um, just look me up on LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest. Yeah, yeah. I'm on. They'll, they'll find me on there. If they just put my name in, I'll, I'll pop up, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, I just want to say, Kev, thank you so much for uh, for the opportunity to chat with you today and uh, and and the con- many conversations we've had over the last uh, number of months. So thank you very much, Kev. Good luck with everything you've got going on. And I look forward to, uh, to catching up with you again soon. Yeah, sure thing, Lee. Well, take good care of yourself and, uh, yeah, look forward to working with you again, I hope. Cheers, Kev. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the Business Problem Solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.